0: Welcome to the Effects Loop. I'm Diaz, and I'm Chris, and we're keeping you in the loop of the guitar
1: community. Don't ballet, don't away, don't ballet,
0: don't away, All right, so that was the intro music, <laughs> and none of us sang it. So that's kind go of go us go. You know what? Congratulations to us. We should get like a, a non participation award. Is that a thing?
2: <laughs> Have they uh, made those yet? It, it can be.
0: Let's do that. You know what? Let's start actually, handing. Actually, I those could
2: a- make a really bad joke, but oh I'll my- save that for offline.
0: That's gonna be in the uh, <laughs> Patreon bonus content. Speaking of, this episode's sponsored by listeners like you. So um, check out our Patreon, and you know if you want to support us, that would be awesome. We actually got an email of our first payday from there. So, uh, watch Gross. out, watch Again? out, Wrigley's. We're going to buy some gum. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to invest that in some Big Red and some Juicy Fruit. Oh, no. What, you don't like Big Red?
2: I wasn't the biggest fan of it and wasn't a huge fan of Juicy Fruit.
0: You know what was a sleeper for me? Double Mint. Yes. Because it was kind of sweet, but it had nice like a nice minty. That was like one of those things where you're just like, you know what? Even though this seems like it's for older people, as a kid, I was like, this isn't as bad as I thought it would be.
2: Was that their spearmint, or did they have a separate Mm -hmm. spearmint? I think
0: that was their
2: spearmint. Uh, Okay, because that's kind of what I grew up on. I'd always sneak it out of my grandparents. uh, Like, like they stored it in their junk drawer, of all things, and their kitchen is where they kept
0: their gum. (laughs) The best thing that grandparents ever had was the strawberry bonbons the candy oh, those, the, oh yeah yeah, with yeah. The, the like ju- the chewy inside yeah thank you grandparents everywhere i feel like i'm gonna turn into one of those old guys that keeps like butterscotches
2: so where is your thing
0: yeah i do like Worthers. <laughs> those are delicious i don't care what anyone says all right so chris what's new with you nothing
2: um no actually the oh, uh yeah. cloud filter came in oh, last yeah. week i think it came in thursday so like the day after our episode posted it seems to be helping uh not so much on the recording just from what i'm able to see but hopefully uh when i go back and listen to it and edit it won't be as noisy so fingers crossed
0: i feel like if one of us joined in on the uh year of no gear that practical guitarist is doing like this it would would cut our episodes down because we wouldn't have time to talk about what's new like what's new with you chris did you um you almost did an involuntary year of no gear
2: uh yeah, actually I got rid of a lot of gear last year. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, that's another success. thing I did was uh my dis- deluxe sold. I don't remember if I said that last week.
0: I think you kinda of mentioned it. Yeah, I, I don't remember.
2: remember. I my said it was for sale, but it sold, so now I'm on the look for whatever's gonna like replace that.
0: I've been keeping my eye out for like a killer deal on a strat that I can't pass up.
2: There was a ninety-one fender strat on reverb that I was very tempted to make a $150 offer on and see where we can meet up in the middle because it was only three, Was it Mexican. Yes.
0: I feel like nothing. All right. Nothing against the Mexican strats, but I got turned off because I bought an early two thousands Mexican strat one time and, or maybe it was a little bit later. Maybe it was like mid to like 2005 or so. Mm-hmm. because i got it it was one of the uh um, the matte finish ones uh, it was like a purple it was kind of like a purple and the neck on it like the edges of the neck were really sharp and i don't know it just it did something and i guess i've just been kind of shy from them ever since i do want to mess with the new uh mexican ones the
2: mm-hmm. player series
0: player series yeah yeah, I'll, I
2: wouldn't mind getting another '90s one because the one I had was really, really good. I really didn't want to get rid of it, but I I want to get a
0: I want to get like a '90s made in Japan. I want to try. Yeah, there's an '85 made in Japan telly right now on my local Craigslist. I think it's like 550 bucks. I, I've I mean Just try I can't talk them down. I can't. I know. I know. I can't really afford a new guitar. I'm. That's why I'm kind of waiting for like the too good to be true deal to happen. And that mm-hmm. way I can, like, tell my wife, like, come on, Jess. Let me get this. It's too good. I can't pass <laughs> it up. But, you know, it might not happen. Uh, and I don't think I have anything new this week. I'm still waiting on my Dan Electro billionaire set to come
2: in. But well, Wasn't that, like, supposed to be shipped, like, two weeks ago?
0: I paid for it, like, right after Christmas. And the guy messaged me. is like, I just found a box and my printer wasn't printing labels and stuff like that. And whatever. I'm not really like I don't need them really bad but I am expanding on my Dan Electro uh, collection I know
2: that's your thing
0: yeah I don't know I need to get a tuner from the big box series and I need to look more in the billionaire line and see which ones I don't have because I think there was a couple of them that I'm I don't have because right now I'm getting the boost the speaker like the Leslie one Mm -hmm. that's the one I'm actually most excited about because I've never really messed with a Leslie or like a speaker, a rotating speaker. Right. And I've got the Texas trouble, the CEO tremolo. And so I've got, and then I got the cash cow and the the billion dollar boost. So I'm guessing the Texas trouble is kind of like a tube screamer and the cash
2: had to assume. Yeah.
0: And the cash cows probably a clone Maybe I need to look it up, but I, it was really one of those impulse things that i probably shouldn't have bought, but Hey,
2: so it wasn't whatever. too expensive, right?
0: No, it was like 135 bucks shipped.
2: Yeah. That's not terrible.
0: Um, but yeah, I've got to get some more. I really want to get the, uh, the Dan Electro that a lot of them have the, the demo boards for the big box pedals. And I want to get that. Cause this is coming on the demo board for the billionaire pedals. Geez, someone's got it on reverb for two hundred and sixty-five bucks. Sucker. <laughs> um
2: it looks like you paid the price of what like two of these pedals are new. New.
0: Yeah. So Pride of Texas is let's see, Filthy Rich Tremolo, Pride of Texas. Yeah, it's not to you know, they're talking about shape paint it a shade of green, so you know what that is. Big spender spending speaker. Billion dollar boost, and then they're all made in China. That's all it says on them. Tutorial over
2: classic tones cleans up. Yeah, yeah, because they on the cash cow thing, they really hit on the cleans up with the guitar volume control. So we all know what that means. Oh
0: dang! Why is someone selling it for seventy two dollars new? Whenever they're like Guitar Center has the billion the cash cow. Has it for sixty five bucks? Yeah. The Pride of Texas. Whoa, 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 whoa! One of them says Texas Trouble, and one says Pride of Texas.
2: Are there two separate ones
0: in the series? I don't know. Let's see, Texas Trouble. That's what I'm getting. So that's an overdrive.
2: I wonder if this is like a pre like fully manufactured uh one and that's like a one-off before they settled on a final name
0: yeah the pride of texas it looks to be the same thing Hmm, pride of texas and what was it called in the other one texas Uh, texas something yeah oh no we'll see we'll have some i'll have some fun that so was definitely be able to
2: flip that for like five hundred dollars uh, for that other dan electro uh, collector out there
0: no nah. i don't think <laughs> i'll fl- i don't think i'll flip them i don't sell a lot of dan electro pedals i usually keep the ones i get i think the only one i ever got rid of was i sent a bacon and eggs to blake from the tone mob
2: isn't that the little amp
0: yeah the little it? crappy one that someone's like it's broken i'm like nope It's just supposed to sound like crap yeah <laughs> Um, but let's move on to gear news. Uh, All right. So that was like the most like hard transition ever. Like, <laughs> gear news. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, so Martin 10 out of 10. came out with a new deluxe series promises a truly unique playing experience. You know what? I hate those like promises. Truly unique playing experience.
2: I just don't yeah, because, I, I mean, you're already one of the top names in acoustic guitars right now, so it's already unique.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know no, what I mean? Everyone, when I play a Martin, I know what I'm getting. I'm getting a dark tone Yeah, and a kind of like, I wouldn't say super fat neck. I Their necks are kind of wide, in my opinion. Yeah, these c- are supposed to, like to be...
2: A little more n- narrow though like that's one of the modern things that they're throwing into these okay so it's uh, martin
0: martin making a tailor
2: uh, that's how i understood it because like when i was reading the description of the features that they're putting so i'll just read this now um gold for friends. the uh-huh. modern like they call them contemporary features they're putting in a new neck shape exclusive to the range, which features a ultra low, slightly asymmetrical profile, promising comfort in all positions on the fretboard, which is exactly how I would have described the Taylor. What series was that? Eight series. I think I'm not, that I got some, to
0: try. I don't know. I'm not a big acoustic guy. Like I love playing. i not either every once in a while. Yeah. But you at least looked into like some Taylor stuff. Cause didn't you do yeah. a Taylor demo?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's when you played Iris, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. And that was, that was a super like comfortable guitar. So I understand why people will throw a few thousand dollars into an acoustic. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, and the thing about acoustic too is, is a lot of people who play acoustic, aren't spending money on an amp and pedals and stuff like that. So you're going to put a lot of money into a higher quality acoustic, you know, Mm because that's where a lot of your sounds coming from that, whatever uh, pickup system you're using and a di box like that's like your main thing because most of most acoustic players they get i mean if you're an acoustic player who plays electric too then you might be getting pedals but if you're just a straight acoustic player you just plug straight in or a lot of them just you know mic guitars nowadays uh which i don't think
2: these have uh
0: martin suck for not doing acoustic electric yeah. I'm gonna say that I hate that. That's one thing I love about Taylor is if you pick up a Taylor guitar, you can almost guarantee it's acoustic electric. I don't know.
2: Yeah, because uh, is there anything to hit on that? Because we could just jump straight into the Taylor news. Uh, let me just double check. Uh, uh, these new ones are coming in like their classic shapes of the D eighteen, D 28 0028, and O M twenty eight. Yeah. Which basically no. means nothing. To me, other than I know the D twenty eight is your basic dread dreadnought. Style. I know the.
0: the <laughs> yeah, and like, like that's that. literally all I know. And then the O M twenty eight stuff like that. That's like uh, where it curves in a little bit more towards uh, or it goes in more.
2: So not quite classical guitar styled, but close enough. Oh wait, is yeah. it a triple? It's kind of
0: like a country. There is. They do have a triple o 28 modern deluxe. Interesting. Kind of looks more like the country thing Where it's uh, I don't know What is
2: that called right there Um, It's not jumbo that's for sure
0: Well no 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 so like when you have an offset Guitar it's Um, because Those two spots are not Symmetrical They don't go right across What what is the word I'm looking for We're going to have to cut this out Because I sound really stupid David Hill here you go (laughs) <laughs> i'm competing with you
2: <laughs> fill us in
0: <laughs> <laughs> fill us in you can come and tell me stuff or clifton as...
2: Worley. he's a big uh acoustics guy
0: man we should have gotten clifton on this episode <laughs> he would have known a lot about this yeah cutaway no that's not a cutaway Cutaway is up towards the neck yeah what's the freaking thing
2: I'm gonna I don't use... know. R- right into the group let us know what know. Uh, no i'm gonna figure this out that is. Okay. Well, while you think about that, we'll skip around a little bit. We'll go to Taylor teases a major new acoustic guitar launch. Um, there's very little information on this right now. All it's really talking about is a quote-unquote radical new V-class bracing. Um, but I definitely uh, there's a video in. I don't. We're gonna have to use the music radar link for this. But there's a video, and it definitely sounds. A little brighter than like your typical Taylor like we were talking about
0: and Taylor's already sound pretty bright usually. yeah
2: so I don't know what their like price range or anything on this is going to be but it's definitely probably going to be really good so that's really all there is on that one because it was literally a tease <laughs> you can keep
0: going because I'm looking this up you're still it's, thinking <laughs> it's still
2: um all right so then the around. next thing we have is uh mad professor announced they're launching the all analog double moon chorus flanger and vibrato uh the thing that kind of set this apart for me was there's 11 modes which includes uh oh how do they word this okay there's three choruses three dual mm-hmm. courses three flangers flanger plus chorus and a vibrato, and if I remember right from the video, there was even double uh, flanger thrown in on this thing. So if you want to get crazy with your '80s sounds, just throw what, a, maybe a Rat or DS1 in front of this and call it a day. Just throw the flanger and or Kurt chorus on. <laughs> um, but it sounds pretty good. To me, I'm not normally a chorus guy, even though I went and bought the what is it? Okay, okay. okay. That's it's, it's
0: called the waste is what every I see everyone calling
2: it. See, I wanted to say that, but I was like, that that's no way it, that's no, the right well, thing. Okay.
0: So I'm think I'm i that's not the word I was thinking of, but uh, we're gonna pull me back into the podcast now because that was really bugging me. So on those back to Martin, it has a uh, narrower waist i guess is the term i'm looking for the the i guess the where the waist would be goes in closer to the sound hole Mm -hmm. than on your other styles all right so let's talk about (laughs) i'm sorry that was just bugging the living (laughs) crap out of me but let's talk about that mad professor pedal so you had
2: some thoughts on it too
0: yeah i i really do enjoy it um mad professor is definitely a brand that is known for making quality pedals, which is really cool. I mean, they've made a lot of stuff. What is the, the they have the golden cello, um, I think the so. little, supposed the to be little the compressor. Yeah. The, no, 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 it's not. I don't think so. Um, pull up their website. Yeah. Pull up their website. Uh, they've got the little green wonder. They've got, uh, the one and they've got, um, quite a few really well-known pedals and they're based out of finland which is really cool i it's i always enjoy seeing like gear companies coming out of other countries not saying that i think like everything should be made in america but if it's not in america and not in china or like korea or like your major manufacturing countries Mm -hmm. it always interests me and i always think it's really cool but the double moon is really neat i feel like um i had one opinion on it which is a personal opinion and a personal thing. I don't like pedals that do multiple effects in a single style, single stomp enclosure. Um, I like them if they have a pre- preset, because this can do chorus, flanger and vibrato. So I feel like unless you're wanting to bend down and change your settings mid set, you you're only getting one of those effects out of it. Yeah. but if you but if you're using it like in the studio or you don't mind twisting knobs and having fun which I, I enjoy twisting knobs but I don't like twisting knobs too much in the middle of a set and if I'm trying to get a certain sound um, but it sounds fantastic I feel like this pedal uh, it doesn't have a price point I believe it'd probably be around 199 is what I would expect maybe 179 any less than that and I feel like they'd be cutting themselves short this is a great pedal that competes with, um, the Julia. Uh, let's see what else, what other big courses are out right now. I'd say mostly the Julia It's like the big thing.
2: Um, Probably unless you want to throw in the Behringer, uh, third dimension, just because it has
0: well, well, 16 T-C, different T-C, versions. TC can, electronics.
2: Oh, was it TC?
0: Yeah. That one's still TC pedal.
2: Okay. I forgot. Yeah. Um, them.
0: Which is the same, you know, same difference. Yeah, but uh, it really, and these are those are two different worlds too, because the the third dimension really was is just like a push buttons and go. So uh, this is yeah, but more. Yeah,
2: still got to like sit there and figure out which of the sixteen or whatever combinations you want.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's like unlocking, <laughs> trying to unlock your tone, like you're on like Legends of the Hidden Temple, <laughs> and Olmec is like find your tone. Yeah, that was like nice select. and 90 <laughs> listen i've been playing so i did get um not gear related i did get a super nintendo mini Classic, like the super nintendo classic mini and the nintendo classic the small ones mm-hmm. and um i did i hacked them and threw a bunch of roms on there so now i've got like 200 games on my super nintendo and like almost 500 games on my regular nintendo nice. and but my kids were like Dude, they, they have no clue what that's like <laughs> to like play these games.
2: I'm waiting and for them to do the N64 Mini if listen, that ever becomes a thing. If
0: they do an N64 Mini, we're going to take about four weeks off of the, the podcast because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to get fired from my job. I'm going to... But I was messing with them and they're like, I still remember some of the codes like to get to one of my favorite level levels on Aladdin for Super Nintendo. The combination was Genie, Jafar, Aladdin, Abu, because you had to put the characters in line and Hmm. they don't realize that like games like Arrow, the acrobite. So you, you come do the combinations. So you didn't save it, but you got the combination to get to the level you were at. Huh. And they had no clue about that. They're like, "Well, let's just save it and go." I was like, "Man, back in the day, you couldn't just save it." Luckily, with the new systems, it has it where you can do a save point. But mm-hmm. right. man, they they don't even understand. I used to play on Sega Genesis. There was a Jurassic Park game, and they actually have oh, it on yeah. Super Nintendo. And I played it. It's an aerial view game, and my dad and I, dude, we played that game hardcore. And we had you. They don't know about having to leave the game on all night and sitting there be like no one unplug it don't turn it off your parents yelling at you about the electricity and you're sitting you trying <laughs> to figure out like basic you know mathematics trying to figure out how much it would cost you're like here take the quarter i don't give a shit yeah not that you'd say that to your parents but you might throw oh, a quarter at them. you might <laughs> but uh yeah golden shell yeah. or the uh <laughs> double moon course flanger vibrato i thought that all of the settings were really cool and oh, i yeah. like i like that it's got a little bit of everything in it. This is one of those pedals that, and I think Mad Professor is this way too, you don't see them on a lot of the boards that we run with, like the, a lot of the P-dubs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But they're, when you see them on like a working musician's board, like it doesn't surprise you. That's where I see them a lot.
2: Mm-hmm. The
0: Little Green Wonder, that thing has been like, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say anything bad about it.
2: i haven't seen anybody say anything about it because like you said and the circles were normally in yeah there's I, well not and, much people
0: yeah mad professor i think I, I kind of associate towards the like uh what is it uh barefoot effects bfje
2: oh yeah yeah
0: the, we talked about them a little while back but it kind of has that thing to it
2: yeah where it can probably just fly under somebody's radar yeah yeah. But so, yeah definitely worth a look uh if you, i really want to try one yeah hopefully uh this doesn't i'm sure guitar center will probably have this at some point
0: i don't know guitar center um if they have it it will be in the like boutique area like you see like the keely stuff and everything mm-hmm. so they might have it who knows i'm i'm really excited to try one at some point hopefully i don't think mad professor was at summer NAM or anything like that i don't think so but they'll be at nam at least yeah so. but
2: uh if you don't get to make it to nam to check one out uh according to this it will be available mid-march yep so not too much of a wait
0: yeah uh let's see and then so we talked about taylor black star lifts the lid on three new studio 10 tube amps i just dropped my phone good job um uh, hold on ah okay man down um so we we actually we got to talk about this yesterday we were going to record last night but i had work bugging the living crap out of me um these are really cool black star has always been the brand that i haven't messed with and i think it's because of a preconceived notion which i th- for some reason i always admit, like think of black star i think of like heavy metal mm. maybe it's just the name
2: maybe i always but. think like lower like just potentially lower end like not saying they are mm-hmm. low end but just you know maybe they're, it's they're not your high hitter of like fenders and marshals and stuff
0: black star was uh, you know what i think i know what it is black star was the amp that i always saw like the metal kid selling because he got it and i don't think he liked it probably because it wasn't a metal amp
2: probably not so
0: that's probably what it was but we listened to all of them um they all sounded pretty decent the one that stood out was the six L six. So each mm-hmm. of them have, um, let's see what they have. a a different power. Yeah. It's all section. different
2: power tubes. I think they all have the same, uh, 12 ax seven for yeah. a preamp. I believe um, they have the
0: same preamp tubes, mm-hmm. which, which, but this is really cool. Cause whenever you think of what a power amp do, or power tube does to the sound, I used to be where I didn't think it was like a super huge big deal. And now, come to find out, it is a super huge big deal. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a lot of, I'm, I'm pretty sure like, because when you think of 6L6, you think of, you know, this style amp. When you think of EL34, you think of this style amp, you know. So I'm pretty sure that they designed the entire amp around it. But, you know, they got the same preamp tubes, and so you're kind of hearing a lot of different things. Um, the 6L6, so 6L6, what is what style is that?
2: Is I that, always associate that, that with more of a Fender sound.
0: Fender, okay. So I did prefer that, but also that was one of the only cleaner demos that they've got up.
2: Um, it also had a better crunch than the EL34. The, yeah. But the EL, for whatever reason, they decided to run a 335 and play blues on a EL34 amp. I don't know why. I'm not going to well, question it. But <laughs>
0: Yeah, because they use what, a Strat? Hold on, I'm hitting play right now. Which I, I am too. Yeah, they used a Strat uh, on the 6L6. Yeah. And then on the KT88, what is KT88 more like?
2: I don't know. It sounded like a little like more on the high gain side, so it might be more like mesa Style, yeah, that's what or maybe thinking. jcm 800 ish like that territory
0: yeah but they also used like a semi hollow on that too and i'm like what are you guys doing
2: oh no it's a solid body p90 was it yeah
0: oh well i don't like p90s is that a yamaha what is that uh Man, i don't think i want a yamaha Revstar star so bad everyone keeps looking at them
2: make that your goal this year
0: okay there we go New year, new Diaz. I'm going to get a Yamaha Revstar by the end of the year.
2: That's uh, sell my... all your Gibsons and do that.
0: Hell no! <laughs> I love my Gibsons, man. I You know what? Uh, I want a Strat and a Revstar. I wonder what... Cause I wonder if Yamaha has like a Revstar that's Strat style. Yeah.
2: Look into that after.
0: But they also have the one that looks like an SG, and I got a thing for SGs, so...
2: But you already have a true SG.
0: I know, but you can always have more.
2: <laughs> true.
0: Gosh, look at Angus Young. Uh,
2: one, does he have like two hundred? Probably. I don't know. All right, Just so to I take could, on the road.
0: <laughs> let's see. So they have a a bunch of Rev Stars. I wonder if they have one that might be close to a Strat because they're all double horned. That one's cool, mm-hmm. but it's I got P90s. It. I don't like P90s. <sighs>
2: That's I'll a Chris hate. thing.
0: Yep. No, I don't hate them, but I can't make them. S- I like when other people play them sometimes, mm-hmm. but I can't pull it off.
2: And okay, yeah, so that's like me with strats. Like as much as mm-hmm. I love them and like love getting the U two thing, if it's anything outside of that, I have a very hard time meshing with a sound from it.
0: They've got these with these bridges that are kind of like Gretsch style bridges, but they got P90s, and if they did that... The Bigsby? No, it's not a Bigsby. It's the, the... um
2: The full tailpiece? Yeah, that's okay. the, the
0: tailpiece. Yeah, that's it. Uh, they need to do it. Man, they've got them pretty decent sale on them right now. Oh, minor blemish only saves you 20 bucks. Kiss my butt. Um. Alright, so we're going to move on to a guitar that looks almost good.
2: Wait, which Almost. one are you going to?
0: The next one on the list.
2: Oh, I didn't. That's the one I didn't open.
0: Oh, it's
2: the uh, Epiphone Del Rey, Rey Double Cut.
0: Returns as the DC Pro. So Gibson Ugh. Epiphone had the DC, and that was it. Was a Les Paul. It was a Double Cut Les Paul. Mhm. And now they've come out with. So I guess Epiphone had the Del Rey Double Cut,
2: and I think now that's it's, my i think that's who did it
0: yeah and now they've got they're coming back into call the dc pro so if you're looking at it chris and i spent a little bit of time and trying to figure out what, what exactly on. what exactly it was so the oh. bottom horn looks normal Ish. But the, nah, it looks normal if the top horn looked right then uh, it,
2: that, yeah that's true
0: if the top horn looked right it would bring it all together So the top horn usually most top Horns curve in towards the Neck these Kind of just go out into their own little World
2: is it a little more strat Like if we had to put a name on it
0: Yeah I agree there you Actually,
2: go Yeah the whole thing like if you stop Looking at the like okay Since we looked it up earlier the waist of the Guitar down mm-hmm. I would almost swear this is probably a strat Yeah or a strat copy
0: funny thing is is i love how you go on forums uh and people are like oh looks like gibson's trying to do a prs and i want to explain to them gibson did a double cut before this multiple multiple these are actually 70s the the del rey uh double cut is a 70s guitar Mm -hmm. like so they did it before prs but true let's see there's a 24 fret uh is it paw pharaoh po pharaoh papa i don't know there's
2: fancy wood that's not uh it's not ebony or mahogany rosewood
0: Rosewood. um but uh it's got um 18 to 1 ratio tuners a treble bleed circuit which is pretty cool it does have coil tappable pro bucker humbuckers um so it's not it's not a horrible guitar. It just looks a little off. The one thing I do love is the headstock. I love when Epiphone does the, uh, like f- not flowers, but like the stem.
2: Oh uh, yeah. With
0: flowers. kind of like the, what you find on, uh, the Sheridan's.
2: Mm. Isn't that they on put Sheridans? that on Uh, maybe I feel like I've seen that on their acoustics too.
0: Yeah. Well, they, they put it on every once in a while. That's kind of like how Gibson does the diamonds, every Uh, once in a while or they don't you know in that case
2: speaking of the diamonds these have a triangle ish looking inlays within the standard trapezoid actually no these are block
0: yeah these are block inlays with With a little uh, triangle in it little triangle so it's really cool i i love when people do something interesting with the inlays Mm -hmm. um but you know what these aren't if the top horn would be fixed
2: and the uh, finishes they come in aren't bad either. So you've got no, a really nice. black cherry, which is just a very deep red. Mm-hmm. Uh, faded cherry burst, which looks like this your normal orange to red. Uh, midnight yeah. ebony, which is a
0: kind of like a charcoal gray burst. Yeah, yeah it's like a charcoal.
2: charcoal. Uh, they call this Mojave fade, but I feel like this is their sweet tea. I it's think it's kind of like, like or a honey the burst. Sweet, the honey. It's one well, of the two.
0: It's like the sweet tea or the um, like a bourbon.
2: Yeah, okay, yeah, I just don't remember what term they use.
0: Now the next one, the wild, wild ivy. ivy. <laughs> that okay, that is a guilty pleasure for me. I don't think I'd ever own a guitar with that, mm-hmm. but every time I see one, um, it's
2: it's like it, the uh, gecko uh, finish on Warmoth.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like I, you I don't that. want it, but you do.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so that looks really cool and um it's a did it say what the price point was going to be on these
2: Uh, i didn't see one one. thing
0: i one thing i would say this is going to be like a 600 hundred dollar guitar
2: yeah i would definitely say six or 700 for sure six
0: six to seven it's going to be one of your higher end epiphones but it looks really nice and this is one that i'm really excited because i know this will come to guitar center because this guitar this is like a dad guitar in my opinion um it's not it's not going to be something that the kids like uh like this 16 to 24 i don't think we'll really enjoy it this is going to be more like the dad comes in and he's like he always loved gibsons and he can't maybe he can't afford a gibson or he's got a couple gibsons and he wants to get another and he that's one good thing about this being an epiphone the price points are not going to be outrageous so i feel like these are going to sell now if gibson did this i don't think they would sell as much
2: no because they would probably since this is a, this is a three 000, technically a quote unquote to four. yeah reissue yeah. basically it's, yeah it's
0: three to four thousand dollars um we're really digging this one especially if the price point isn't too dear
2: yeah i so. could probably look past the upper horn thing um but they're all also pictured with the i think this their scholar brand strap locks on them so i don't know if they're going to come with them or not shawler my bad shawler i think it's shawler
0: that's how i pronounce it it. we'll do an episode on how to pronounce things wrong
2: from the gear world (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh, the strimen oj oh hi oh hi
0: oh hi hi, mark (laughs) i did not i did not hit her um all right so let's move on to our last bit of gear news um and once again guys like don't forget nam's coming up and we won't be able to make it to NAM this year which is kind of a bummer uh for well winter nam we're hoping maybe next year that'll be something we can kind of shoot for
2: yeah i hope so too at least get one of us out there
0: one of yeah we'll see what we can do um but summer nam i already requested it off i'm gonna (laughs) be there I'm sure Chris and Marissa are going to be there. Definitely. So we are looking forward to that. Um, But this is the last thing on the gear news. Supro's blues King amplifier. So we checked this out and um, it's really cool. Actually, Uh, it sounds really nice. So Supro, we've talked about it before and I have to say that, the one thing that gets me about Supro is I feel like I feel like they're a lower price point product that always prices their stuff a little bit high and then discounts it down.
2: I can to agree sell it. That, yeah.
0: Um, I, but the, the company that owns them, we talked about Pictronics. They do the same thing. Um, th- I feel like they're kind of easing into their pricing. Uh, so this is a, uh, It's got a BK-12 speaker. Uh, Did it say how many watts it was? Am I missing that?
2: I'm trying to scan the actual website. It does not say.
0: But uh, this is a 6L6. um, It's got one 6L6 power tube and a 12AX7 in the preamp. So I'm guessing technically it's a tube amp
2: yeah i'd say judging by the size it might be it might be a 12 watt it
0: might it might be a 12 who knows it might be a 12 watt with a 12 inch speaker who knows um let's see but it's sitting there at 900 dollars, which is a little high for my point the thing is 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 it sounds great
2: it actually really does like the for it being only having like one like two tubes in it period just based on my experience from amps with less tubes It actually sounds really good uh, like dirty as well well as things like that can handle clean just fine, but the dirty is always lacking. But this gives you that classic Supro sound. So I was feeling like I was hearing those like Zeppelin tones back when mm -hmm. Paige was using Supros. Like you can get that with this.
0: This is a great amp in my opinion because it's so it's got a foot switch foot switchable boost and gain modes so multiple modes um and it uses cascading fets to deliver the face miss face melting levels of distortion to sustain according to the website but um i and that's another thing super i guess they're trying to hit into the, like the high gain stuff which yeah. i do enj- i do enjoy high gain i really do i like having a clean platform but i do play a lot of high gain higher gain at church mm-hmm. um i mean and a, i think a lot of people do and they don't realize it if you're stacking multiple drives if you got your third drive on you're in high gain mode i don't care what you think
2: mm-hmm. um oh, but no, they, if they wanted to reach out to the high gain crowd with this they should have not named it the blues king
0: yeah yeah that does make a little bit more sense mm-hmm. um but it does have an effects loop and it does have a uh line output
2: that, oh, yeah, that was a really good That was a thing that you, me. like,
0: really got excited about. Um, especially in the world today, whenever you've got things like Kemper Helix, where, I mean, when I stream in our group or stuff like that, I just plug my Kemper into my H6, and then I attach that to my phone, and I'm good to go. It sounds great. Like, most of my live videos, now that I've gotten figured out how to do it,
1: mm-hmm. they
0: sound pretty good quality. Um, and I think that's one thing that people are starting to move towards, especially in uh, the Facebook groups, stuff like this, where you want to sh- do live videos or you want to stream stuff. Um, a line out is great. I The quality of it is what I'm interested in because like, I know my Kemper is really good. I mean, whenever my, the sound that I'm listening to is always going to be my line out sound. "Quote unquote," because I run into uh, a sp- a f- well, F R F R speaker, which mm-hmm. that would be a whole nother discussion. <laughs> um, or I listen via headphones, so I know what it's going to sound like. Yeah, that's one thing I w- I want to know about this is how close it sounds to what you're hearing out of the speaker.
2: Um, well, from what I'm reading, as I pulled up the manual, the line out is. It comes from a buffered preamp output, um, okay. So you're not gonna have that power amp saturation or the speaker breakup. Well, that kind of sucks then. Yeah, but that's still that wouldn't so, be so too would you bad have to run for it, have like thickening up a sound, uh, which could be a really good use for this. So if you're but you'd like, have
0: to run that into like a speaker cab emulator, wouldn't you, if you wanted to run direct?
2: Um, maybe, or just make sure that your sound guy is halfway confident, to, competent to actually, uh, I'm about to say, no, listen, they're all in. confident. They're all <laughs> they're confident. confident. There's I might not be a uh, competent.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we'll not even get on to sound. Yeah. Cause you, you yourself. <laughs> actually are a sound guy
2: yeah i i can try i can attempt to make something good but if you're like sending me a shitty sound i can't do anything for you
0: (laughs) you're like no help here buddy sorry about that (laughs) Hit
2: mute sorry sorry about (laughs) that um but yeah you know
0: and one thing i'll say aesthetically i like it um all black it's got uh i wonder what the actual size is because there's nothing to compare it to I'm guessing it's a pretty decent size. Um, well, oh, there's a the the manual. <laughs>
2: so hold up your hand to your face and um, see I'm getting the
0: video to go, but it's, it's a good sounding amp. Uh, yeah. super row has been putting out good stuff, but yeah. So I think that's it for our gear news. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. 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 Damn. It's only been 42 <laughs> minutes of gear news. Um, but so we're going to move on to our topic Uh, today. I was actually enjoying not being in the middle of drama on Facebook and was watching. um, I'm in a group that is very entertaining to be in called cover band central. Uh, It's a, you know, a lot of bar bands who are cover bands um, and you get to see them talk about stuff. So what was posted was uh, a lady posted her set list for her band and people just went total nuts over the fact that they were doing Mustang Sally. And, uh, Chris apparently had never heard Mustang Sally until today. <laughs> um, and
2: even then I like skipped through the YouTube video. Cause it's like, to, to, where's the no, no, annoying no, no, I, part no, of this?
0: Oh, I was about to say, don't insult Mustang Sally. <laughs> um, well, but we are gonna. Th- I wanted to talk about for our topics is being in a bar cover band or any entertainment, uh, you know, cover band and how you pick your set list and stuff like that. So there's always the, you know, the argument and people are always worried about it. Um, one of the things I found out early, uh, doing live music, is people want to expand their set list too much. That's one I thing see I, I can that, always yeah. say, because if you're doing a four hour show, like say you're, say you're booked for four hours. Okay. Um, you're, you're working seven to 11. Uh, you play those four hours. You're going to pay, play probably three of them. Um, you've got 15 minute, you got to take your 15 minute breaks mm-hmm. and, there's talking stuff like that. So maybe not even three, maybe two hours, 45 minutes, two and a half hours. If you're really good Um, by really good, I mean the fact that we used to try to see how little we could play and still get paid and make money. (laughs)
1: Um,
0: And that was doing a lot of like patio stuff that wasn't really like full bar band. So that's a different world too. But uh, repeating songs is not of the devil. That's another thing I learned. Especially if you do it
2: late enough in the night, yeah. Rotate. you have a ro- crowd rotating out by then hopefully
0: yeah um well we and we always played at places where people are dining that's another thing too you got to see if people are you got to like feel the group if people are dining and leaving hell yeah play the uh, that's a song that people reacted to earlier play it again you know and if people mm-hmm. enjoyed it the first time they'll enjoy it the second time
2: yeah so play all-star once an hour uh
0: no <laughs> no. but I, I see a lot of people they're like oh no you gotta have like 70 songs i'm just like maybe like in your total rapport but you don't need to play 70 songs a night that's another thing but uh what are some songs chris that you feel are overplayed because mustang sally apparently is one that people feel is way overplayed and they're tired of hearing
2: which honestly like it's bluesy and since i'm in memphis and One of the guys that I've always gone to shows to does blues covers. He mostly sticks to like Hendrix and like BB King stuff. Is Hendrix blues? No, but he well, he
0: still he 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 like does he blues it up?
2: Kind of, and he kind of just does it the same thing. Uh, I'm looking for my playlist on Spotify real quick because I've. I've never really like been in a situation where I've heard something be played that's like, okay, every other band in the city's doing this. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: There's a lot of people who are like, I don't want to everyone does that song, I don't want to do it. Well, everyone does that song for a reason.
2: Yeah, so like, I think another thing I've seen complained about in that group has been uh like maybe living on a prayer, like stuff like that. I
0: feel like well, some of the songs I've i feel like you should do if you've got the people who are capable of doing it mm-hmm. and then there's the songs that everyone feels like obligated to do um like i don't know there's just some weird ones what what was one of the first cover songs you ever played live i know Ooh. mine i know mine uh-huh. mine was knocking on heaven's doors guns and roses version
2: I think it was either Your Guardian Angel by Red Jumpsuit Apparatus or Everything by Lifehouse. So that, oh that yeah, though that was my territory, <laughs> dude, <laughs> Back then, every, Everything by Lighthouse.
0: I used to, or Lighthouse, sorry. I used to do that at uh, Celebrate Recovery. We used to do that. Oh, dude, I killed <laughs> it. I man, I'd knock that one out of the park.
2: Mhm. That was always a favorite of mine
0: i love doing that song
2: i've still got it in my lineup for uh in my playlist just for like if i needed to pick like cover songs to do if anybody was ever like hey can you like do a band together and come do stuff i man, i'm like (laughs) hold on i actually
0: just found my binder that had my all my songs that i used to play um mr jones by counting crows which really kinda pisses me off because I went and saw Counting Crows Live and they didn't play Mr. Jones, but mm-hmm. I can do it, but they can't. Um <laughs> Uh She's So High by Tal Bachman. That was kind of one of those like nineties one hit wonders or early two thousands one hit wonders that everyone kinda liked. Um Accidentally in Love by the uh that was Counting Crows too. And and you know what's funny? I don't even like the counting crows that much. I just saw them because they opened up for matchbox 20, uh, Uh, matchbox 20, uh, push 3. AM. You can kind of figure out where I sit musically, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I feel like, um, if, if it's a song that like a musician's tired of hearing, I can guarantee you that the audience is not because we're so critical.
2: Yeah, we are. And plus, we're the ones that are, you know, playing it day in, day out. Well, and they might only hear this stuff once a week when they go out to the bar.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's why I, repeating songs. That's why I, I got taught very early on. Go ahead, play the same song again. You might be like sick and tired of playing it, but they're not. My brother, my brother's a gigging musician. Uh, that's what he does. That's, that's how he makes his living. Uh, he he has his solo stuff we use his song for our intro music, but he makes his bread and butter off of doing covers and he, he nails it. He, he plays a lot of stuff. He does the obscure thing every once in a while, but he mostly plays songs. People know, um, uptown funk, uh, Sarah smile by Holland Oates is a one that he plays uh, quite a bit. Uh, when I gigged with him, we did, uh, Last Dance with Mary Jane, uh, Breakdown by Tom Petty. Well, both of those are Tom Petty's. Uh, and then what else? We did Uptown Funk, uh, Superstition, Stevie Wonder. Like, it's the stuff like that. That's what keeps people. And you got to find, when you're picking your music, you got to find music that people will get up and dance and move around to.
2: Yeah, there's that too.
0: Because there's those bands that want to play ballads and stuff like that. And they're okay every once in a while. But most of the time, when you play at a bar, you want people to dance and drink and have fun. You don't want them to drink and sit down and be sad. <laughs> like you're not playing f- freaking candle in the wind, bud. Sorry, not happening. Ten thousand candles in the wind. What's? I thought it was five thousand candles. in the oh. Wind.
2: oh, we're gonna have this. Oh, we're gonna have to look this up.
0: Uh no, because R- I just yeah. watched <laughs> the episode. I just watched the episode today. Um, I've actually been watching Parks and Rec today.
2: Let's say I restarted at the office recently. Yeah, yeah, I'm it is still... five thousand candles in the wind. <laughs> five thousand, yeah. Um, the pit.
0: I still have my mouse rat hoodie. Who is it? Is it ko Schneider that has a mouse yes, rat he has shirt? has a mouse rat shirt? shirt. I've got my mouse rat hoodie, dude. I love mouse.
2: See, rat. you need to pull this song and throw it into your binder just in case somebody uh, asks you to come play something again and now, just if... see who recognizes it.
0: Bye, bye, little Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! I would do the pit though. That one's that was my favorite. Um, have you ever heard uh, what was it on the Valentine's Day episode? Um, oh, what song did they do? It's gonna
2: bug me. Uh, sex hair? Huh?
0: No. Tennis uh, ball. <laughs> I love how we were like gonna try to have a, uh, topic a serious conversation.
2: Gonna-
0: <laughs> uh, uh, what was it? It was no. It was a cover. They did. The heck? Why is my? It says my internet's down. Well, I, I still guess. hear you. So, yeah. Oh man, it's gonna bug me. It's. I know that it's not the pit. No, I mean I'm sorry. I'm like looking through the list. Uh, the way uh, the way you look tonight, just the way you look tonight oh yeah, yeah they did that song that was pretty cool <laughs>
2: um I, I need to something. save that for a uh, different uh episode I have a topic of uh favorite uh favorite fictional, fictional band. band songs yes
0: <laughs> favorite, what's your favorite fictional band mouse rat's probably one of my favorite fictional bands
2: uh what was jack black's band in the school of, uh, rock? School of rock like the first like the one he started off in that kicked him out
0: oh i can't remember
2: yeah whatever song uh they played that was definitely like one of the first uh like fake band songs that i liked
0: yeah i liked i don't know their whole i liked their song that they played at the end oh yeah the one the song they wrote that was a pretty cool wrote yeah if you want to be the teacher's pet (laughs) that was a man i'm gonna have to watch school of rock that was like that's a guilty pleasure movie like you don't want to love that movie yes you do but you do you love that movie
2: so Um, me and a friend we quote it all the time to each other and it came out what over 15 years ago was it 2005 it was yeah 14 15 years ago yeah
0: it's an you know what that song actually got me into stevie nicks or that, whole, or that movie got me into Stevie Nicks. Yeah, kind of the same. With the Edge of Seventeen in there, I was like, you know, that's pretty freaking cool. <laughs> but, that's, all,
2: that's all that movie was for, was just getting the, you kids know, that's, interested in uh, classic rock.
0: That's a great song, too, for bar bands. Yeah? Edge of Seventeen.
2: Break some uh, out, some Barracuda, too.
0: The oh, <laughs> heart, listen, I've got... Hold on. I mean, this is like Diaz's deep confession time, but, uh, heart, my wife gets really mad if I watch heart because I've totally got the hots for Nancy Wilson, (laughs) like really bad. (sighs) And my, a drummer who used to play for me or not play for me, but we played together at church and stuff. Uh, his name's Rodney. He became friends with the drummer who was in heart at the time. Mm-hmm. and i was like so hard i was like dude can you get nancy to call me it's my birthday <laughs> please please he's this man i would be in a heart cover band in a heartbeat
2: you should uh make that a goal this year too
0: actually i've i've been talking with one of my other old drummers and i think we're gonna start getting together and jamming every once in a go. while i've really been like wanting to do something outside of church music like, I, lo- like, listen, I love playing for the Lord but it really stinks whenever you can't do a crazy wah solo like it doesn't happen you can't kick out the wah too much in church
2: uh breakout uh Jesus is a friend of mine by uh Jesus Sunseed yeah Sunseed
0: Jesus is a friend of Jesus you got that crazy
2: what? wah solo in there
0: is it wah I sounded like something different
2: it's like different. Ottawa probably
0: uh, It sounded like a ring mod or something it was weird yeah. <laughs> yeah but uh
2: i love the tangent that we went down there
0: yeah i don't even remember <laughs> what the topic's about so Keep if you're bands. still Willis, cover bands yeah uh let's see we should set goals for 2019 diaz is going to get a yamaha rev star and join a a cover band
2: mm. chris is doing a tribute band yeah, I'm doing tribute band. I even have I, actually I got prepared and did a little like notebook for 2019, so I've got all those oh. goals. Yeah. And Are you like I,
0: are you making goals for me that I don't know about?
2: Uh keep your pants on. Do you on? want to uh Yeah, we'll, we'll try to get you a new job or go back to school or something. I don't know.
0: Why why do I have to go back to school?
2: I don't know. Just because Dang. get a uh degree in sociology something mm. random <laughs> let's see
0: what can ba- i get a degree in
2: basket weaving Water basket weaving that you can get that from somewhere i think it's like the university of colorado or something like that
0: no freaking way i think so that's horrible <laughs> that's the worst this is why the American educational system is mocked across the world. <sighs> Underwater basket weaving. University of Phoenix shut down the Knoxville location. So,
2: oh are they are they going the way of ITT Tech 2 now?
0: Oh my <laughs> ITC Tech's gone isn't it
2: I believe it's like 90% gone There, I think there's still maybe one or two locations But they're still trying to collect my money So somebody's still around
0: Well I had a friend who got <sighs> a degree from ITC Tech And I made fun of him and I felt like a douchebag Probably because I am one
2: Well good because it's a legit Degree and it's not yeah, my job I'm, That's <laughs>
0: fine I'm not I'm, I said I did and I felt bad I'm sorry Uh <laughs> um, we should you know what a goal for 2019 chris and marissa moved to knoxville we start a band hit it big and we leave the podcast behind us in the dust when we're making th- hundreds of dollars we'll, we'll sign games. it off
2: to uh jamie davis and willa hugh just two random people off the yeah. top of my mind
0: congratulations suckers you got a podcast now <laughs> gotta have it up every wednesday or people be wondering where it's at
2: yep uh, Which by the way, uh, if you're still interested, I think we'll give it like one more week um, uh, before yeah. we start like just asking people so
0: Yeah, if you want to join us on the podcast, let us know. we record uh, we usually try to do Mondays but something crazy happens and we have to record Tuesday and Chris has to edit it really fast and put it up that night. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, if you want to audition or possibly be a host,
2: yeah, we'll make you audition. You got to be able to pat your head and rub your tummy at the same time.
0: You have to be able to not really actually know what you're talking about, but sound like you might actually know what you're talking about. Don't give them a look behind the curtain. Oh, uh, yeah. And you're not <laughs> and you're not allowed to look behind the curtain. Because that's where the sexual harassment stuff starts and people uh, get it's really
2: upset. Only for you.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's only when I look behind the curtain. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So that was our weird tangent topic i feel like I this was it. like it was good yeah yeah no what what let's name this episode like add or something like that i don't know <laughs> i don't know mouse rat i think we could get downloads if we named the episode mouse rat and other fantastic
2: beasts uh <coughs> We'll go with that. That's the best title you've come up with.
0: (laughs) I think that's the only title I've come up with. I legit like don't even try on the titles. I'm like, yeah, you guys will find something at some point. Um, But uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, Leave us a review on iTunes. That's what we forgot last week. Uh, Go on the iTunes. Tell us that we suck. Well, no, don't tell us that we suck. Be really nice because we have sensitive feelings. Um, Follow us on Instagram at The Effects Loop. Join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash The Effects Loops or slash group slash the effects loop uh, go to our youtube uh like our video subscribe to them if you happen to listen to this on youtube follow us share it with your friends tell people about us that's how people hear about us it's like people mm-hmm. telling so that's always nice and, and if you uh want to you can email us at the effects loop at gmail.com uh, usually we try to respond within 12 to 120 hours and uh Check out our check out our Patreon uh, if you want to support the show. You can go on there, sign up. It's really cool. Uh, we've actually got our chat room started because we had mem- you know people join at the chat room level. By people, I mean Will <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and and do that. So I think that covers most of it.
2: I think that wraps it up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we need to get some cool rap music,
2: like, other than uh, your brother's song. Still, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah we'll see we'll, what we could find yeah or maybe maybe we could look at maybe getting a new uh intro music what do you think about that
2: uh i might be able to come up with something we'll figure something Give out. Me a we'll
0: month. vote on we'll vote on it <laughs> in the chat room and see what you guys think but for the effects loop i'm diaz and i'm chris and we'll see you next week see ya bye
1: Why is negativity always drawing out picture every visualized love, energized lives together, together, we undefeated, a plan to make well, there's no plus needed when we weed into the mindset of achieving and believing in community that remains happy, the actor, the world should be one, hate annihilated, every heart is one, love again, so, do